The Golden Calf and the Golden Rule by Rev. Mary Valentic Lichtai, Little Chapel of the Peace Garden, November 10, 2018. Do you have a golden calf? What is the object of your devotion? And what is sacrificed for it? The biblical account of the golden calf in Exodus 32 takes place as Moses is receiving the stone tablets of the commandments written and inscribed by God upon Mount Sinai. The Israelites, having been led out of Egypt by Moses, grew restless at the foot of Mount Sinai awaiting his return. Not knowing what had become of him for his lengthy absence, they constructed a golden calf to worship instead of God, incurring the wrath of God. A self-proclaimed, quote, jealous God, who visited plague upon them as punishment after promising to blot them out of the book of life of believers that he authors, guaranteeing their eternal separation from him, also known as hell. In the modern age, we tend to think of idolatry in ancient terms as just described. Generally today, few people think about idolatry in terms of their own lives because we don't typically see civilized people worshiping objects as gods. The closest relevant complaint being of Catholicism, whose iconic statuary, intended merely as a focal point while worshiping God, is often mistaken for idolatry by those practicing alternate religions. But idolatry is very much a part of the modern world, equal to, if not greater than, the ancient world. Today, there are a variety of idols. The pursuit of wealth, jewelry, diamonds are a girl's best friend, sports, the sun, celebrities, music, it's even in the title, American Idol. Politics, travel, gambling, high society, vehicles, the next party, alcohol, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Anything to which we compulsively devote our discretionary time, attention, and income. But how is this idolatry? How can it be claimed that our pursuit of what is merely, quote, fun for us is in fact idolatry? The answer lies in what is missing while we are doing it, God. What are we sacrificing in our compulsive, selfish, earthly pursuits for our own glory to the exclusion of God? God. And we know this intuitively after we come down from the high of our passion to meet the empty pit in our stomachs, which causes us to repeat the cycle again and again, anxiously searching for the permanent fulfillment we crave that will never come short of that of, by, and for him. Can we see that what we worship in the absence of God is then idolatry? Idol worship against the very first commandment, ahead even of murder, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And if that is not enough, what else is sacrificed in the worship of our idols? Times spent in compulsive, selfish pursuits are also times relinquished by family and friends who rightfully hold claim to them. So we deny not only ourselves to God, but also to the people to whom we are responsible, the people who love and are committed to us. Some, realizing the selfishness of their idolatry, bring the family along for the ride in an attempt to ease their own guilt and quell the complaints of neglect that inevitably 
come from family, patronizing them, the antithesis of the golden rule, treating others the way we would expect to be treated ourselves. Further corruption rather than correction. For what we value is how we spend our time. The family, devalued now, mere spectators, adding only to our own relief and glory while being offered, in reality, little more than contempt in return. How can we continue to deny, then, that idolatry may exist in our lives, having heard these words, having now the knowledge and awareness of our compulsions for what they are? There is only but one way, the conscious rejection and open, active, rebellious rebuke of God. Are you now so willing? The choice, as always, is yours.